Well, after 40 years, I'm still wondering what to say. <laughs> what to say. Our meeting begins 7.30 Friday, this Friday, with Brother Donald Bayo. And then, men, remember, Saturday morning we have men's breakfast. I've got a little rebellion on one of the cook's part, but I'll see if I can straighten him out. <laughs> we'll have breakfast, whether he rebels or not, Saturday morning, 9 o'clock. All right, now, look at Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. This is what I'm going to say tonight. I, I didn't know whether it'd be right. I was hoping there'd be more young people here, but they're not here, so. Oh, Desta's young person. There's Ray, yeah. Now, what I will do tonight is make everyone here happy. I'm going to make you happy. For I do have the only key to happiness. And it's only one word, but it is a mighty big word. And if you do what it teaches, happiness is assured. Will you do it? Will you do what it teaches? You want to be happy. All right, Ephesians chapter 5. We'll begin reading verse 17, Ephesians 5. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, 
that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. And for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Now, when I speak, we'll go down a little further and bring in children and servants and so forth. I haven't talked on this subject in several years. And I was going through my notes, and I said, why haven't you ever talked about that in the last 10, 12 years? But this will be good for us all. I would that the whole church was here. It'd be better. But it'll be good for us all. And if you want to be happy, you do what this says. The one word is verse 21. The first word in verse 21 is submitting. Submitting. And that one word submitting is the key to happiness in the home, in the church, in the state, in the nation, and in the world. And it will do for you what no medicine can do. It will do for me what no medicine can do. The world is full of books on how to be saved, how to be a useful Christian, how to be happily married, how to build a great church, etc., all of those things. How to, I believe those are the two most overworked words in the English language. Everybody wants to tell you how to. And I have met many people that know how to. About all those books are good for us to burn, light a fire with. How to do this or that. The key to all of our problems, and I mean all of our problems, is found in one word. And that one word is submit. That's the key to your whole, every, if you have problems, that's the key to every problem you have, the word submit. That word means to yield, surrender to the power, the control, and the authority of another.
That's tough, isn't it? That's hard to do. That's impossible to do. And you notice it says, submit who? Submit yourself. You can't submit me, and I can't submit you, but you have to submit yourself. And that's the only one you can submit. Now, I know this word is offensive to the will of the flesh. The will of the flesh does not want to do this word. And that was Satan's sin, Adam's sin. They did not want to submit, and they did not submit to God. And that's how they got in such difficulty. Submit yourself. The flesh says what? No! I will not submit myself. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Romans 8, verse 6. The flesh is against this, opposed to it. Romans 8, verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not at enmity against God. It is itself enmity. That's a whole lot stronger. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Not subject. It's not subject. That's what that says. They, it is not subject to the law of God and those two words mean it does not yield it does not surrender to the power control and authority of another it will not do it and the will of God for us whether it's in the home or the church or wherever, cannot be found unless there is a willingness on our part to submit to the will of God. This is the will of God. Submit to the will of God. Verse 21 Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. It says in the fear of God, out of reverence to the Lord, out of submission to the Lord. That's how you do it. Submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. And this is the motive for submission authority is the fact that we submit to God when we submit to another we submit to God Romans chapter 13 verse 1 and 2 Romans 13 
verse 1 and 2. Let every soul be subject. Oh boy, there it is. Be subject unto the higher powers. For there, there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. And whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. So if you want the key to happiness, it's found right here in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 21. Ephesians 5, 21 is where happiness is found. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. There is no blessing outside of this. You're either submissive or you are rebellious, and there's not anything in between. It's either 100% one or 100% the other. So what are the different areas of submission? There are several areas of submission. The first submission is to Christ. Is to Christ. John chapter 1, verse 12 John 1, 12, but as many as received him, that word received there literally says submit to. You can check the Amplified or anything you want to. It, it means submit to as many as submitted to him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, to as many as received him or submitted to him. He is our Savior, but he's also our Lord. And people forget that. And when we submit to him, his greater glory becomes our chief desire. His glory is our glory. His gospel becomes our delight. And his word becomes our rule of life. Submitting to Christ. That's the first submission. His people become our close companions when we submit to Christ. You'll be my close companions. His worship becomes our enjoyable occupation if we submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. And our one subject in life, one object in life is to be found in him by submitting to Christ. I tell you, if you get through this first submission, the rest of them are easy. If you submit to Christ, you'll do all these other submissions without any problem. All right, now, secondly, <clears throat> wives. Submit to husbands, verse 22. 
Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Contrary to what is taught today, marriage is not a partnership. It is not a 50-50 proposition. And the reason is given in verse 23 and 24. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. In everything? That's what it says. Two heads. If you have two heads, you create a monster. How many of you would question the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ over his church? You wouldn't question that, would you? In every right home, there's only one head. One head. Verse 24 says, in everything, how is the church subject to Christ? As our head, our supreme authority, that's how we're subject to Christ. I could go to a lot of scripture, but just look at one, at verse 33 here in our, in our scripture, nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Isn't that strong? That's a strong verse, isn't it? What does that word reverence have to do with? That's honor. And respect. See that she speak respectfully to him and of him. And she will provide him with physical joy and comfort. And mental joy and comfort. And emotional joy and comfort in a happy home. That's what all that has to do with. Rebellion against the word is rebellion against the sovereign God. So wives, submit yourselves. I'm not going to do that. Well, you'll never be happy. There's no happiness any other way. This is happiness. And then, of course, the husbands, nextly, husbands in a certain way are to submit to the wife. Verse 25, husbands, you love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. And although the wife is in subjection, she is not a slave. The church is in subjection to Christ, but the church is his bride. 
The church is his jewel. The church is obedient to Christ, but the church is favored with his choice blessings. One old writer said this, the wife is to submit to her, to her husband's will and her husband's wishes. But he also is to submit to her needs and to her reasonable desires, for she is a wife of a spiritual covenant, just as God made a covenant in eternity and gave to his son a bride. Mm, great respect there. You and I made a covenant here on earth when we took out a marriage license. That was a covenant. When I took out a marriage license for my wife, I made a covenant with her that I would protect, provide, and care for her, and she made the same covenant with me. That's a covenant. That's a promise. And I know most married people don't know these things. You probably do. You've heard these things. And these young people here may, may learn some things. I hope so. And that wife who is a spiritual companion, though she is in submission, she is also a blessing from God. And if she is a good wife, she's worthy to be spoiled with affection and consideration and comfort. Husbands, love your wives, and if they are good wives, go ahead and spoil them if you want to. John Gill said this, Husbands, love your wives, respect them, seek their contentment, seek their satisfaction, provide for them, protect them. Conceal their faults. Show them love and affection, not only in private, but also in public. Defend them before your children, your parents, your neighbors. There is no greater gift other than the gospel than a submissive scriptural wife, and there's no greater burden in all the world than one who is not. Amen. So the key to happiness in the home is one word, submit, submit. Most married people don't even know that. Submit to Christ, submit to one another. And that's happiness. And then children, the reason I was hoping we'd have all of our young people here, children, submit to parents. 
Obey your parents in the Lord, chapter 6, verse 1, for this is right. I believe the Lord is the head of the man. The husband is the head of the wife. And the wife and husband are the head of the children. And they have authority over the children in the Lord. That goes for grandchildren too, I believe. That's not talking about a drunken, evil father. That's not, he's not even in, the, in this. An evil, drunken father who would uh, lead the children to steal and do evil. That's not who we're talking about. Parents whose will is the happiness of their families. And we do make mistakes, don't we? Parents make mistakes. And you young people here, you realize your parents are going to make mistakes sometime because they're not perfect either. But a mother or father who has the well-being of a child at heart have absolute authority over that child and for that child to rebel against that parent is to rebel against God Almighty. There's a lot of talk, there was talk years ago about a generation gap. I never did understand that, you know. My generation gap was a paddle about three foot long. That always bridged the gap. You can't bridge that gap, generation gap, but all it is, rebellion against God, and to refuse to submit willingly to the wisdom and the will of parents is to rebel against God Almighty himself. Young people, you're rebelling against God. If you... Rebel against your father and mother. Now this submission is not a slavish attitude. You know, children say, well, I did what he said. No. No, that's not what we're trying to say here. This is obeying out of fear of discipline if you say, well, I did what he said. But true obedience arises out of honoring our father and mother in which we show respect for them. We gladly do what mother and father says because we trust them. Now go back to the wife and the husband just a minute. If she does this solely, that is, obedient to her husband, because it says so in the Bible, it's like worshiping God with the lips and not the heart, and there is no blessing. If she wants him to be honored and respected, she will be blessed herself. 
And so it is with children. Children love your parents and want them to be honored by your obedience. That honors them when you obey them. You see, they see God's authority. You children see God's authority in your parents and your desire to make your parents happy. You see the difference? It's not, well, I did it. No, no. It's, well, Mama's happy and Daddy's happy about that. And so I'm happy about it. Makes me glad. I don't care how old a child gets. You honor and respect your parents. If you're 50 years old and they're 70, you honor and respect your parents. Always. That never does stop. <clears throat> the story of Joseph in the Bible, he was the Lord in Egypt. He had gone down to Egypt, been made Lord over all the country of Egypt. But when his father, Jacob, came down there, what did he do? Oh, my, it says, Joseph fell on his neck and wept a good while. He loved his daddy. Love your daddy. Love your mother. Most children now, the only time they weep on their parents' neck is when they want their way or they got in trouble at school, and then they'll cry a little bit, usually. But I think these kids here do better than that. All right, now next, we said children submit to parents. Now fathers are to submit in a way to the children. Verse 4, uh, chapter 6, And you fathers provoke not your children to wrath, Learn this, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. If fathers or mothers have good, respectful, obedient children, and they're not perfect either, treat them with love and admiration. How can you provoke them to wrath? Well, I'll give you three ways you can provoke your children to wrath. Number one, by telling them one thing and you doing another. That'll provoke them to wrath. In other words, be an example to them. You want them to do something, you do it. Number two, by being too severe. Don't be too severe. Encourage your children. Don't discourage. Severity uh, over and above that which is reasonable will provoke them to anger. And then thirdly, by being not, a, not too severe but too lenient. <laughs> That's where most parents are now, too lenient. 
Shirley and I were somewhere, and there was a little girl in there, and she was making all kind of noise and running and yelling, and Shirley couldn't hear what was going on. And the mother would look every once in a while and say, Oh, now don't do that, darling. I wanted to get darling by the hair. Is what I want to go. Oh, come here, darling. I want to talk to you. <laughs> She was at the door when I went out, and boy, did I give her a look. She, she knew what I was talking about. <laughs> Especially, you know, people ought to be sure their children behave when they're out in public. When they go to a store, I've seen children in stores just run amok. And mom and daddy just ignore them. There was, we went in Walmart. You won't believe this one. There was a mother there with a little girl, I'd guess about four or five years old, and the little girl was crying. And the mother started to walk away, and the little girl got down on the floor and got around her ankle. And that mother just kept walking with her hanging on her ankle, walked all the way outside with her. I swear that happened. My, my. I don't believe I could do that very much, you know. Let them hang on that ankle and just pull them outside. I'd pull them outside all right, but it'd be some other way. And I'm not mean. Don't You kids don't think I'm mean. I don't mistreat children. I love children. And these are some good ones here, I tell you for sure. All right, now we have one other thing here. Servants submit to masters, verse 5. Servants be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Everybody has a boss, unless you're the boss. I believe Bill's the boss. We can't. T <laughs> Everybody has a boss, just about. Ray worked for many years for DuPont. He had bosses over there, and, and uh, the rest of you have a boss. And what you're to do is mind them just like you would mind Christ himself. with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. You work for your employer just like you work for the Lord Jesus Christ. And to steal from him, from your employer, is just like stealing from God. Same thing. And to loaf on the job is loafing on the Lord. To mistreat your boss and dishonor him and speak against him is speaking against Jesus Christ. Verse 6, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart.
Don't do it for a pat on the back, but do it just because you're a servant of Christ. And I know, you, you know, you can go on the job and feel like you're not getting paid enough, not treated right. And I've seen people with a chip on their shoulder. But remember, the Lord Jesus is your boss. Or you do a good job. Do a good job. All right, number seven, masters submit in a way to servants. Verse nine. And you masters do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect to persons with him. Remember this, if you work people, whether in your home or where, that they are to be treated just like you would want to be treated and paid just like you want to be paid. I don't know whether it fit anybody or not, but I put it in there anyway. So the conclusion to the whole matter is this. And this lesson will help us all. This is helping me again. I hadn't even thought about this in years. It's been a help to me. This is the key. Submit. And if you submit, it'll get the job done. If everybody submitted, there'd be no labor unions. No shutdowns, no grievances, there'd be no family squabbles, be no church squabbles, nation would love nation, and everybody would be at peace if people submitted. That's all there is to it. God put people in places of authority in various places and they are to be submitted to and they also have someone that they submit to. But it'll never happen except in believers. I know this world's not going to ever submit to anybody or anything, but believers can. It can happen in you if you surrender to the power, control, and authority of another. Submission. Submitting one to another in the fear of God. And it all begins with submission to Christ himself. And if you don't submit in all these other areas, it means you have not submitted to Christ and you need to go back and start there and above all be willing to give up some things I believe that's a very key to this thing be willing to give up some things alright that's that's what I have tonight if you want to be happy I've told you tonight how to be happy. And if you're not happy, it's because you didn't do this. <laughs>